Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. We're back. And, uh, uh, again, we continue with a great show. John Solomon was really good. And giving us all... He is first class, I, I can't what believe... In, what did he say? The, in the last week, yeah. four Border Patrol people committed suicide? That That is disgraceful. And, oh, my God. Uh, well, imagine the pressure they're under and the frustration they have. You combine uh, the two you know, of it. And it, You know, they said they couldn't do their job, and they were really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And they're under pressure. Their lives are in danger, and they can't you know, be allowed to do their job. It's terrible. And now it's a good friend of mine coming on? We have a... Ty McCoy, he was the U.S. Assistant Secretary for the Air Force from 1981 to 1989, also graduating from West Point, and I could go on and on about his achievements. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, Ty. And uh, Ty is one of the real loyal Americans of West Point. Mm-hmm. Ty, uh, we in the last few days, we've been talking back and forth about a lot of subjects. Which one do you want to start with? Well, I think the uh, there's a lot of uh, news that's uh, pretty new pieces uh, that are part of the great Chinese uh, uh, swarm uh, coming against us, such as the drones and things like that. But How real is that? The, so this is Pete King. That is a scary story, if that's true. Wow. About the drones. It, it is. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a swarming thing. It's almost like guerrilla warfare uh, using swarms of drones. They, they sell a bunch of drones to a bunch of... Uh, uh, you know, amateurs that fly them around and have fun, and then they can mix in with the amateurs, and there's no telling where all of the live and, and stored video feeds go back to, just like TikTok. So this is sort of the drone version of TikTok. They're just collecting increasing amounts of information, which uh, they can parse and use against us in a variety of different ways. And so it's a little uh, dangerous, and it's a, a sort of a form of aggression, if you would, the same way TikTok is with our youth. So it's uh, certainly just one of, it seems like a thousand vectors that the Chinese government has uh, found their ability to use. A thousand different sectors and a thousand different uh, areas. And, and, and Ty, you live in, in Virginia, Washington area. What was this I read that they want to convert all the uh, the gas ovens and, and to, to electricity? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, you've got people trying to uh, pass legislation to completely mm-hmm. shut down uh, anybody that either lends money or consumes uh, oil and gas, uh, trying to uh, stop people from buying cars, financing cars. So everything that is part of this uh, now, ridiculous uh, green ideology uh, is uh, basically, uh, you know, involved in trying to uh, destroy the, the infrastructure of the United States. Ty. If you have electric ovens, and if you have electric cars, and, and and something goes wrong with the grid, you won't be able to drive, you won't be able to eat, you won't be able to do anything. I mean, who is leading this attack against the United States? Well, it seems like the, the elites in our country who have adopted this green religion, green agenda, uh, are are involved in it. It's a little bit. Like uh, in in the 70s, we had the nuclear disarmament movement in Europe and the United States, where we're supposed to just disarm ourselves and let other people have the power to dictate and take over our country. So uh, a lot of it is a power play. Uh, The people that have the oil and gas tend to be in red states. They tend to be more conservative. They tend to be more patriotic. And the people who don't have it, tend to be in the blue states and have have offices and jobs with with big uh, 
big academia and big media. And so it's really part of an overall uh, war between people who are uh, trying to have the United States be independent and very strong and those who wish us to be uh, controlled by a central government that they dominate. Secretary, going back to the drones, do you believe that the intelligence community and the Pentagon are taking that threat seriously enough? I don't believe they are. I think that uh, a lot of times, the having been in the intelligence community, CIA, DIA, NSA, and the National Security Council staff, uh, they are told a lot of times by the policymakers sort of what they want to hear. So you'd think that the intelligence community will just report the facts, but in in in, uh, in fact, they don't report just the facts. They sort of report what they think the the policymakers, their bosses, want to hear, and so they tend to ignore obvious things such as the Confucius Institute, such as this uh, drone uh, phenomena that is happening, uh, many things that are uh, obvious to, uh, you know, the reasonably well-informed observer uh, do not make it up as part of the intelligence uh, threat or the intelligence mix that policymakers are supposed to react to and supposed to develop solutions for. So it's really uh, a sad thing, which is one of the reasons I left the intelligence community years ago and went to the policy community and the political side, because those are the only people that, with some courage and uh, stamina, will call out the facts uh, that are, you know, that our our eyes are seeing. So the elites would would ask us to to not believe our lying eyes, so to speak. Secretary McCoy, shifting gears to Ukraine, it appears that the Russians are trying to weaponize winter. There are reports that 80 percent of Ukraine is now without power. Uh, What are you hearing? I'm hearing the same thing, and I think the Russians uh, are in big trouble, and so they're trying for something that really amounts to almost a genocide. You know, the battle goes on on many fronts, Uh, the battlefield, strategic economics, diplomacy, disinformation, cyber, logistics. And the passage of time uh, helps the Ukrainians. And so the, the Russians don't want uh, the time to pass except for the period of winter coming up. And if they can uh, disable uh, the energy grid uh, to uh, and let the people really uh, be troubled and freeze to death and, and not be able to move around in their country, not have water, not have other things, uh, they think that that might crack the Ukrainian political uh, leadership and the army to uh, give up and negotiate. And they've even started talking about buying Iranian uh, ballistic missiles so that they can more easily target the uh, Ukrainian power stations and knock out the, the grid because they're running short of munitions themselves. And I also heard recently that the Israelis have now offered the Ukrainians ballistic missiles, uh, the Laura ballistic missile, to fire back at, uh, at the, the sites. But the problem is, as you can see, it begins to escalate. Because if the Russians are launching these ballistic missiles that they bought from Iran from Russian territory, the Ukrainians are going to want to strike back at those sites. And those sites might be on Russian homeland territory, not Ukrainian-occupied territory. So you begin to see the uh, escalation uh, that would uh, you know, begin to, to reach across uh, otherwise uh, lines that have, have been drawn and contained. So it's becoming more uh, dangerous and there are some things that the West and the Ukrainians can do to fight uh, this uh, effort to freeze them to death. And I can talk a little bit about that if you want also. Go ahead, please. I mean, uh, it's our job to deliver the truth to the American people. 
Well, one of the things that in in looking at winter warfare, uh, the uh, Germans uh, got in big trouble by outrunning their logistics, as did uh, Napoleon Bonaparte in fighting uh, the Russians in winter. And uh, the Russians should remember that because they were able to triumph both times. And now they're sort of trying the same thing on the Ukrainians. They've become overextended. They're in very cold weather. Uh, The Ukrainians are fighting on their own territory. And if the West would classify what the Russians are doing as a genocidal thing, uh, increase sanctions, uh, flood the country with warm clothes and food, because with warm clothes and food, uh, the body manufactures its own heat. So it may be very unpleasant. But if you can get enough food in there and get it distributed, including all this huge numbers of meals ready to eat and all the things that uh, we prepare our Cold Warrior, uh, Cold War fighters for, and just flood the zone and and get that into the Ukrainians and make it clear that this effort to uh, checkmate the Ukrainians with a cold and freezing type winter for their population is not going to work on the ground. And it's also not going to work diplomatically because the hammer is going to come down even harder on the Russians. And I think that that uh, winter war threat of genocide it needs to be amped up it needs to be messaged it needs to needs to you know to be addressed at the UN uh, there needs to be action taken by the congress uh, to let the russians know we recognize what they are trying to do and we have an answer to that as we have had an answer to their other uh, well we're trading with them anyway in other in other ways i mean it, it seems like you know ty me and you have been around for a long time uh, and, and and it seems like uh, Dwight Eisenhower, what he said. What, do you remember what he said? Beware. Well, he said that, you know, if you're not prepared for, for war, you won't have peace is one thing. Yes, that for sure for that. And also beware of the great military-industrial complex. Indeed, indeed. There's because, a lot uh, of they, Russians dying. There's a lot of Ukrainians dying. And, uh, you know. And you wonder, how about that uh, discussion me and you had the other day about all those Holitzers that Germany sent? And they're all out of whack already. Did they clean out their, their, their warehouses of all the junk they wanted to get rid of? Well, they may have because in war, everybody is trying to just, uh, uh, you know, there's a number of people trying to help the, the good people and, and help them sustain themselves and get freedom and so forth. But there's always a lot of, uh, you know, traders and uh, people who are trying to make money, trying to get rich during times of destruction and confusion. And there's very likely a lot of things being sold and shipped and, and high prices being paid for things that aren't really uh, all that useful. So uh, we have to watch that. Uh, you know, a lot of these things get revealed after the war is done. Uh, some of them while the war is done by courageous reporters and courageous journalists uh, such as yourself. And you bring them to the notice of the people. Uh, so there, there's always uh, a lot of uh, evil, even on the on the side of the good people. And well, I'm sorry, Harry, to be. Was that how uh, Harry Truman became uh, first well known when he uh, exposed what was going on, you know, during the corruption during World War II? You know, a lot of the uh, arms suppliers. Yeah, he did really had great hearings on that, and I think that's the reason uh, Franklin Roosevelt su- selected him in 1944 to be his vice president, his fourth and different uh, vice president. Uh, and uh, he turned out to be a great one and a great president. But he was someone that uh, did not take uh, anybody's, uh, you know, shenanigans, and he called people out. 
He got things done. He never took any money that he wasn't supposed to. He actually retired with no pension whatsoever. There was no presidential pension in those days. He lived with his mother-in-law when he went back to to uh, Missouri. And um, so he's a very unusual person that is uh, everybody should uh, look to and emulate uh, as we, we do many of our other later uh, office holders. So uh, after all those people. years of hard work, he had to live with his mother-in-law. Oh, my God. Yes, for a while. And I think uh, finally the Congress got around to uh, doing something in that regard. But he uh, was an unusual uh, person. And, of course, we've had some great presidents, uh, including Reagan and others that have come uh, come and gone with with great uh, diplomacy and great uh, integrity and great strength and a great understanding of the enemy and how to combat the enemy. Uh, which Reagan learned about during the uh, time when he was the only uh, president of a union, the Screen Actors Guild, and dealing with the communist infiltration of Hollywood in the early 1950s. And so it takes a certain amount of, uh, of knowledge, firsthand knowledge, to learn these lessons and and in the meantime yeah. to be yes. telling the story that, that you tell uh, very uh, good with and, all and your Dr. Mihalos just, uh, just texted me and he says, the Russians – are experts in winter uh, winter fighters and winter warfare. Well, they are, but they they have the uh, capability to do that. But I think uh, the the Russians, when they went up against the Finns in 1939, the Russians lost 300,000 people and the Finns lost 65,000, and wow. they were defeated. Uh, and the Finns stopped them cold because they were actually better winter fighters, and and the Swedes were than the Russians. So the Russian military yeah. has decayed and degraded very badly. We're out of time. Secretary Ty McCoy, thank you for your loyalty to America and your, your speaking out for America. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless all of you. Thank God you, bless. And uh, we're going to take a break and also go to Lou Dobbs and see how the markets did today. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 